Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Including today, we only have four more Sicko Sundays together. So what better way than to celebrate a great offseason so far than by drafting our 120th Best Ball Mania team and drafting the best goddamn team of all time? Let's face it. Let's get into it. So we're not even going to wait. We're going to jump right into it. And um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's uh, it's not great. It's a 110 yet again. 110 yet again for Sicko Sundays because that is what we do here. But we'll, uh, we'll adapt, we'll adjust, we'll persevere, as they say. Draft this spot, this 110 spot team. How is everybody's drafts going? Are we getting excited? We have preseason games. Everyone is like pumped about Justin Fields right now, which is understandable when he threw what negative four yards and scored two touchdowns. So it's been uh it's been good stuff. What's going on, Olaf? What's up, Josh? See you in the chat. Yeah, one ten. Did anyone get in this draft with us? Names do not look super familiar. We do not see familiar names. All my exposures should be up to date for the overlay as well. I'm excited to get into another draft. I'm excited to start maxing out some of these contests just to make sure I can get everything else I want in. This is my 120th BBM theme as we've established before the show. So just a few more of these left. I'm going to start knocking off some of my higher stake stuff. Obviously, we're doing the Mastiff right now. Not sure if you guys are following along with that series. It's been a quite interesting build. Speaking of interesting, we see Amon Rago at the 106 here. We also see AJ Brown go. We see Patrick Mahomes go. What the hell's going on in this draft? I'm just trying to turn the music down a little bit. And uh, Mahomes goes 108. Bijan goes 109. Do we just take the Travis Kelsey at 110? And see what comes back to us? I guess we do it. I guess we do it because I'm so lost. What happened here? So we went Jefferson... Tyreek went 102. We couldn't even get a 103 when Chase goes there. McCaffrey goes 104. Cup, Amon Ross. So a little bit of mixture up towards the top of this draft. Eckler's going 111. Diggs is still on board. 
Imagine if Diggs fell back to us. I can't imagine he will. When Mosef goes, goes Eckler here, I just assume. Michael was going to play Diablo, but he'll watch this instead. Um, it seems like Diablo with how much shit's getting blown up in this first round. Olaf is not impressed with the Tennessee defense. So we do see Diggs go. It's a Diggs-Lamb combo from the 112 spot. Uh, let's see what Mosef does here. He goes Garrett Wilson. Mm, ah. Oh me, oh my. I'm going to take Chubb with Kelsey. I think you could get these teams, obviously, a lot earlier in drafts. This year, starting to dry up. So with the board mixture, let's get a Kelsey-Chubb team, see what we can build through that. I think if we scroll down and grab like Alave or something like that, there's just so many Kelsey-Alave teams already that are getting made. And again, Chubb was going later, so there's probably more Kelsey-Chubb teams from earlier points in the draft. But I think Kelsey-Chubb with the current board is probably a little more unique than not. See Waddle go right after. Derek Henry goes in the middle here. Devontae Adams is falling. Alave goes. Yeah, that injury was minor. Hmm. A Monra went 103 in a big dog yesterday. That's interesting. We're going to have to keep our eye on that situation. Devontae finally goes at the 208 here. Pollard right behind him. Sorry, I'll pull the board up. I think I was just looking the other view because I was just so confused as to what was going on. So we are going to have a question when we get to this to this turn if the board keeps going the way that it's going and things are a little weird maybe we even though like you know you kind of don't want week 17 running backs on the same team blah 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 but Brees Hall do we try to push him to the fourth if he's on there these are the things we're going to have to figure out it's always fun doing drafts like this where it just starts off real different and you're trying to work through it and what's the best for your team when other people are the ones that are going like way off the board here. Trying to figure out that situation. We are doing the giveaway at the end of the show as well. We're giving away the Kurt Warner authentic helmet. So hopefully everyone in here entered in that will be spinning the wheel for that forgot to mention that at the top of the show but we will be giving that away and i would like to send that out this week however i am taking a bit of a small quick road trip next week and perhaps you're on the way and i can just hand it to you but we'll probably send it out probably be the way to do it I'll be in New Jersey for a day, day and a half or so. Have some stuff to go do there. Brees Hall goes in the middle of the third here. So we see Taylor, Ramondre, Jacobs, Brees Hall. I'll go in the first half of this third round. T Higgins goes late, mid middle of third round, a little late. Ridley's moving up the boards over T, which is interesting. So we are looking at this range that I don't particularly love. Oh, Lamar goes. Lamar was someone I was looking at here. So what do we want to do here? I don't like that I have so much DK Metcalf with...
Mm. Really just do not like this board too much at all. I'm going to grab Mike Williams because I'm going to attempt to set something up that I don't think is going to go through, but we'll try to set something up here. So Mosef has Eckler. He has Keenan Allen now. Question is, is he going to grab Justin Herbert now? Because he has to in order to get him. Otherwise, I'm going to take him in the fifth if no one else does. In the meantime, he goes Judy. I think he's going to try to push him. That leaves us with Debo. I have no Debo Nick Chubb teams, which is fun. Um, I also have DJ Moore with no Kelsey and no Nick Chubb. I think I'm going to grab DJ Moore since I don't have either of those other pairings, and I like DJ Moore quite a bit. So I think that's that's going to be my tiebreaker, just not having those combinations of players on other rosters, even though I had 16% DJ Moore. You would think that I would have him with Nick Chubb or Kelsey, and I just don't. So let's uh, let's do that. Interesting draft so far. So I can't imagine Fields comes back to us. Uh, especially with the hype. I think there's going to be a ton of Justin Fields hype after this preseason game, which I would just like caution everybody to pump, pump the brakes. The numbers jump off the page. Three for three, what, 120 yards, two touchdowns. They're like off screen plays that just broke, which is nice. Like hopefully that happens in the regular season, but I honestly don't think there's anything you can gauge off of the Justin Fields performance too much. You like to see it. You're glad, you'd rather it happen than not happen, but. We have our Mary Lou's coffee. Surprisingly, I don't know if I've talked about this on stream before because God, do you guys really want to know about my iced coffee habits? But. I do not like iced coffee as much in the summer as I do like when it's a little bit colder. I usually go for like a refresher. I think I have talked about this, so I won't bore you to death with it. But yeah, I like uh, I like refreshers and stuff in the summer. The milky iced coffee doesn't always do it for me. Uh, if you watched the draft yesterday, we did a DraftKings draft, and I finally got my pairing of McLaurin, DJ Moore, and Drake London, which was a lot of fun. So that team's fun. Are you guys following the Mastiff if you're in here? Just curious how you would prefer to see that stuff. If you prefer to see every two picks like I'm doing... Would you prefer for me to do the last eight picks all on one super cut over time? What is the preference for watching that? Because I know the two picks is like a five to ten minute thing. I was trying to get you guys something a little bit more condensed so that you didn't have to watch a half hour to an hour show every time. Aaron likes the two per show. Michael likes the two per show. I don't drink tea, Doug, but it's something that I think I should attempt again because I've never hated tea, but I've never considered getting it. Like, it's just one of those things where if it's there, I'll drink it. Yeah, the plan is to make a super cut of all 16 picks at the end, uh, Michael. So that was kind of the plan. I think the audio feed's going to be two cuts of eight picks for the podcast, but... So we do see a quarterback run here. We see Fields, we see Burrow, we see Herbert go before our pick in the fifth. Deshaun Watson goes off the board in the fifth here to the guy that has Patrick Mahomes. So 
that's okay for us. It's just something we need to keep an eye on, knowing that the QBs have gone a little bit early. Um, we do not have JSN with Kelsey or who's our third round pick, Mike Williams, or Mike Williams at all. So that's kind of where I might play this right here. Yeah, I think we're going to go JSN here. I think that's going to be the play. And then we're going to see what happens with these next four picks, but I'm pretty sure I know where I'm going to go. See Madison go next. Yeah, I definitely need to get, I need to try getting back well, not getting back, but just trying to get into T. Trevor Lawrence goes in the fifth here. So we've had three or five rounds, uh, two, four, six, eight, nine QBs go off the board through five rounds on this draft. So just something to be cognizant of as we continue to work our way through. We are back on the clock. I'm just smashing Dobbins still in this spot. I just think it's he's an anomaly at this point in this sixth round. And I just want all the Dobbins I can get right now. So I'm just going to continue to smash him in the six. So through six rounds, our team right now is Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins, Mike Williams, DJ Moore, JSN, Travis Kelsey. So that is the current roster. David's T. Is that like an online service? Because those, God, do those make life easy. I just signed up for the factor meals because I need to start dropping some pounds again and just having something pre-portioned and stuff. And I started getting those this week. And theoretically, I guess it's expensive. But for me, as someone that lives alone... And I was eating out way too much because of all the other things that I have going on. And I honestly hate cooking in the summer just because I live in New England and it gets hot with the humidity. Rambling. Anyways, I got the factor meals. Not an endorsement in terms of they're paying me, but it they're not. It has uh, The meals are actually really good. Just getting used to being portioned correctly and eating the amount you're supposed to eat is... A little tough the first day or two, but the meals are actually pretty good. Okay, it's an online shop. Yeah, maybe I'll look into tea as soon as we start to get more of the fall weathers. I have to get a kettle too. That's another thing I would need. That is what I need. All right, let's pull this board back up. Anything else sticking? I'm just trying to keep an eye on what's going on in this draft because we have had some nothing like overly crazy, but just some different things happen. So everything is like relatively stabilized here in this draft for the most part. I guess I don't know what's going on in this eight spot. It's a little different. See Watson go. We see Odell go early. Kamara goes here in the seventh round. Javante Williams, we are on the clock. Um... I do like Zay. I don't have enough David Montgomery. I don't even love David Montgomery. But let's go with Zay. We have no Zay with Travis Kelsey. Let's make this bet on Baltimore on this team. Take Zay Flowers. I want to bump him up a little bit in my exposures. I kind of wonder if we should have done... Montgomery with Brandon Cooks here, though, if we could have gotten that. 
Not that I'm a huge Brandon Cooks guy. But I don't know how I have 7% Brandon Cooks. I feel like I never draft Brandon Cooks. Where the hell that 7% is coming from? Maybe early drafts or something like that? Because I can't even tell you like the last time I took Brandon Cooks. Oh, well, that makes a little more sense, Michael. I do not do powerlifting. I do need to start going to the gym again, though. That is on my list of things to start doing a bit more of. So Cooks goes right before us here. Do we want to go Elijah Moore? Get him on quite a bit with Kelsey. But that would be another bet on another offense. We would have Chubb, Elijah Moore. Let's... I just don't have enough James Cook, I don't think. I think I need to start mixing him in a little bit more. Because I think there's a chance he rises even more than he has. So let's grab James Cook here. Hopefully that got thrown out, Cameron. (laughs) Hopefully we're throwing out Malik Cunningham, number one overall drafts. Um, See Bateman go after us. Bateman is... I was looking at my exposures before the show, and I believe on underdog, Rashad Bateman is now my number two most owned player which I'm perfectly okay with. But that's why I grabbed Zay Flowers here, even though I'm at 14% Zay Flowers. I've been trying to balance that a little bit more. It's just Bateman comes to that little spot in the draft where you're like, there's no other receivers. He's kind of the end of a tier sometimes. I actually don't hate this like little tier of receivers here. This Brandon Cooks. To Cortland Sutton. I think I like Cortland Sutton more than others do. So I I, I think I'm going to have a bit more than others in their portfolio. Something I'm pretty cognizant of and I'm pretty okay with. I think the Tim Patrick injury, as unfortunate as it was, kind of secures Cortland Sutton into a role where he's going to be on the field frequently. So I, I just... Those were your two big wide receivers in Denver. Obviously, Patrick's done for the year. Cortland Sutton's that one big guy. I think you're going to see Sutton probably on the field the most out of all the wide receivers would be my guess. So I don't mind taking Sutton um, later here with Marvin Mims moving up because Mims was my favorite Denver wide receiver to grab when you were getting him late, but he is starting to move up the boards as anticipated. So I actually think the best value of all the Denver wide receivers is now Cortland Sutton. So I'll be grabbing more Sutton throughout drafts when it makes sense. Totally into it. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning, good morning. So that is something that I am uh, pretty cognizant of as I've been drafting that I do like me some Cortland Sutton, some Mims. Do I get a lot of Bronco stacks? Um, After my next two picks, I'll look and I'll see what my Russell Wilson exposure is because obviously based on what my Wilson exposure is, is my Denver full stack exposure. I think I get a decent amount. I think because of the way I draft, it's not entirely like crazy. Mostly because... I am doing elite quarterback stuff. So we are just getting into this. This is that gross range of wide receivers. Something I've wanted to do a little more. I'm not going to do it with this team. Uh, All right, let's do this. Let's grab Brian Robinson. And then we will come back. See, some of these things you just look at as you're looking through the draft. I have 22% Devon A chain, right? Which I'm super like high on, clearly. 
22%, 0% with Travis Kelsey, 0% with Nick Chubb. And these are some of the things that when I'm drafting, these last 30 drafts that I do in BBM, I'm going to try to do as much as I can on the desktop just to try to fix a few of these things. Like it's just, it blows my mind sometimes when you have so much of a player and then you just have 0% with another guy. So I think the player that makes the most sense for us here is probably going to be to get our first quarterback. I don't love any of the available wide receivers. So we have JSN. Let's grab Geno Smith as QB1 for this team. Not something that I do normally here. All right. So the question was, do I get a lot of Bronco stacks? Let me pull up my exposure real quick go to spikeweek.com i'm not showing it on screen i'm aware of that i just want to leave the draft up and i will tell you what i have we'll just look best ball mania for now and we will see what i have for wilson so i'm at 10 percent russell wilson which means that 10 percent of my teams do have bronco stacks a little bit over the field not much, almost in line, just a, a smidge above the field with Denver stack. So I get a decent amount. He's probably usually my second quarterback to Hurts, Mahomes, something like that in these tournaments. So I am doing Broncos stacks. I'm not going nuts with them. I think I had a lot last year, obviously. Everyone was in. DK, DK, if he falls, says Nick. I probably have a decent amount on DK as well. The QB landscape is so different on DK. And I think it's even getting a little more different than other sites because I've noticed sort of like a crunching of wide receivers where I guess it's a crunch one way where some of the later round QBs are even moving up a bit more in some of the drafts I've been in. And maybe that's an anomaly and you guys aren't experiencing the same thing. But, you know, if you're not if you're not pretty much locked into your QBs by round 13 some of the time, you are going to get locked out. So when they're crunching like that, I just think it it makes the position a little bit more valuable and you can kind of grab them a little bit earlier than you would on a underdog or something like that. I am going to look at my DK exposure real quick on Russell since since it's there. So 9% on DK. So I'm kind of even across the board on my Russell Wilson and Bronco stacks. Yeah, DK can be a wild experience. It's just being, it's just holding your ground, not giving into the chaos. I'm okay with being the one to create the chaos in a draft or two. And by me creating chaos, it's grabbing a guy around round and a half half round early depending on what draft slot we're talking about that way i just get some unique combinations of players we've talked about this in the past on different shows i'll do something like that it's nothing completely wild and that's why i'm not even like against this particular situation where the guy grabs a monra at 106 here I actually kind of like that because we usually see a Monra going in this part of the board over here on the end. So your combinations of a Monra are usually, you know, Nick Chubb, CeeDee Lamb, Garrett Wilson. You see that double tap. So grabbing a Monra, I guess I would have preferred to see him go with like a Barkley or a Devonta Smith or something. But my point being is you get some different combinations there. All right, so we do see another little quarterback run go after us. Dak, Kirk, Daniel Jones, Russell Wilson all go. We're going to be back on the clock in a second here. Um, we have Nick Chubb. I... God, it's so gross. I don't love it, but let's grab Lazard. I, I just think he's going way higher than we like him. I don't like tapping the button on Lazard at all. 
but we're gonna grab them here. It already sets up that Nick Chubb correlation. And then it gives us a decision to make on this turn pick if he comes, if Rodgers were to come back. Rodgers does not come back. I didn't even, this dude just always has the stacks we're looking for behind us if we're going with them. That's okay though. I would have uh, still had a decision to make because I kind of, kind of wanted to go someone else here. Another one. Look, Tank Bigsby had 0% with my first two round picks in this draft. But then we look at Jalen Warren. I I have him 33% of the time with Kelsey, 44% of the time with Nick Chubb. Just crazy how that stuff can work out. Just super crazy. Uh, we are on the clock. I think Jalen Warren is the easy pick here. That is our bring back to that Seattle stack. So the team right now through 12 rounds is Geno Smith, Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins, James Cooks, Brian Robinson, Jalen Warren, Mike Williams, D.J. Moore, J.S.N., Zay Flowers, Alan Lazard, Travis Kelsey. Feels like we're probably done at running back with Chubb, Dobbins, Cook, Robinson, and Jalen Warren. Feels like a fine five running backs to have. If anything, we might be Kenneth Gainwell going in the 12th round. Woo! That Eagles backfield is interesting. It's already been one of the more interesting backfields to sort of work through this offseason. People are getting really high on Gainwell. I was super high on Gainwell to begin with. He was my favorite Eagles running back to draft. You know, as I have Spike Week up, I'll just look at it. I know he on underdog is definitely one of my highest owned players. I'm at 28% already on Gainwell. So for me, if this rise is going to start happening where Gainwell is going to start going in the 12th round, this is one of those spots where it's like, I have 28% Kenneth Gainwell. I am perfectly fine sitting out this Gainwell rise. We see Marvin Mims go in the 12th here. I get it. It's just, it's, we're starting to see some of these rises. The Mims rise makes sense. I don't know if the Gainwell rise makes sense. I'm actually more bullish on DeAndre Swift now after seeing the usage for the running backs in preseason. Yeah, Johnny, me too. 16th, 17th round, Kenneth Gainwell. Hell, 14th round Gainwell was fine. 12th is where we're starting to get, like, I have enough. I just have enough. I don't need... I don't personally need to chase Gainwell up the board. The one thing is maybe it gives you some unique combos of Gainwell. I just don't think it need, I don't think you need to on a 12th round because players start to get mixed in so much then that it's, it's not as big a deal. So Gainwell is probably going to be a do not draft candidate for me going forward based on what I've already drafted of him. Still like him. Going back to the Eagles usage, I think DeAndre Swift had six snaps yesterday, and I think Rashad Penny had 26 or something close to that, somewhere in the 20s. I think that tells you that they're protecting DeAndre Swift more for the season, and they're still trying to see what they have in Penny, personally. And this could be a bias because I'm already out on Penny, but just looking at the usage reports, they played. They they didn't play guys that have already played on the team. Boston Scott sat out. Kenneth Gainwell sat out. I think that's why the Kenneth Gainwell thing is getting overblown a little bit. Clearly, they just wanted to see what they had in their newer guys. I think they like Swift enough that they know we're not going to play him too, too much. And Penny, they just wanted to see what the hell they have in him. So they played him a ton. Could be good, could be bad. I just think if they're willing to play him that amount of snaps with the injury history... It's uh, it's still a coin flip. Swift did look good on that jump cut. I agree. I can, I concur. All right, let's take a look. So right now we have a Pittsburgh, Seattle, and a Jets, Cleveland setup. 
Um, we're coming up on the clock here. I mean, I'm going to do it if he falls. We see Clyde Edwards Hilaire go. Uh, all right. All right. Well, I mean, I'm going to take Rasheed Rice in the 13th round. We need receivers anyways. Twist my arm. Twist my arm and I'll do it. That's true, Keith. That is true. Yeah, but neither is Penny, is the point. When is, I mean, Rashad Penny's never available either. So that's the stuff we're looking at. I just think that, I don't think it's trying to keep them healthy. I think they was trying to see what they got, and I think they already know what they have in Swift. And I think they like what they have in Swift, or they would have played them a bit more, would be my interpretation of the situation. And I could be completely wrong. There is... There is always that possibility, for sure. Uh, what do I want to do here? With nine seconds, I think I think I'm gonna grab Laporta. I have been wanting to get more of him. That might limit what I want to do in a bit here, but didn't super love anyone on board. Mm. Eh. I think I've made a tiny error here. There's someone I should have grabbed. Actually, goes right after. Should have grabbed. Oh, Jordan Love was already gone. So, no biggie. Disregard. Yeah, Gainwell on the 12th is not a thing I'm going to be doing again already already have my bags packed on Gainwell with 28% was already a late RB I was grabbing I'll just how exposed am I to Kyler oh buddy we are uh Kyler Murray percentage on underdog zero percent we have 0% Kyler Murray on underdog. Over on DraftKings. Let's see what I have. Kyler Murray, 1% on DraftKings. I put him on one $10 team. So between the two sites, I have him on one team for the regular season right now. Malik Davis... So Malik Davis is interesting because I have him. He is a guy that I wish I had more on underdog, but I have a crazy amount of him on. DK. I have 17% Malik Davis over on DK. And I, I wish my percentage was more only 3% on underdog, which I think is not something I like. Was that to get the achievement? I don't honestly know if that was to get the achievement. I I think I did my... I think if I did something for an achievement, I did it in one of the $3 ones, if I recall. But I could be wrong on that. And there is also a chance that was auto-drafted. I am not perfect. I do auto-draft on occasion. So there is a chance. I do feel like Kyler was an auto-draft. I think I remember seeing Kyler and I was like, oh, damn, I didn't mean to take Kyler. So that's a possibility. So, yeah, I know he is still in the 18th on underdog. I need to get him some more of them. I even grab him on Pollard teams occasionally, especially on. I think that's why I get him on DraftKings, because I don't care if I have Pollard. Like if I spent a second round pick on Pollard and I'm getting a 20th round Malik Davis, your 20th round picks are not hitting 99% of the time. So I'm okay with grabbing Malik Davis in the 20th and just like trying to lock up that Dallas backfield, you know, through any sort of freak occurrence that could happen. Just kind of the thing that I'm looking at there. I'm okay with. So I know other people have different 
views on handcuffing and stuff like that. I think it's okay on occasion. You're not getting production anyways, most of the time. You're looking for someone. I mean, the dream scenario is that Tony Pollard is a superstar. You grabbed a 20th round guy on a different team. He becomes a superstar, right? These are the things that we would prefer. Um... What do we want to do here? God, it's getting gross, especially for this team. Let's grab Howell and figure some stuff out from there. That's going to be the play for us on this particular pick. So we have Gino and Sam Howell currently. So I don't personally like doing these later round QB builds. They're just not my cup of tea. I really lean into the elite QB, as most of you know. And I'm just more comfortable drafting that way right now. But we can still set up some stuff. For some of these later guys. What do we have for playoff use? Just Pitt in Seattle currently still. Tis okay. Tis okay. Um, let's just kind of see what people are doing. There's like... There's one team left with only one QB. That QB is Daniel Jones, so that's interesting to note. Just trying to see what we got going on here. Uh, do we grab Kyler? This would kind of be the way to do it, right? Let's do it. I hate it. I This is probably going to be my only Kyler team on underdog, but we'll grab them. Where... Am I at with Lamar and Deshaun Watson on which site? My Lamar exposure is getting pretty up there. For sure. All right. So right now I'm looking at underdog. Let me get you guys this here so you can see the draft. Um, Lamar Jackson. On underdog, I am sitting on 13% on underdog. On DraftKings, I am at 5% on DraftKings. I got off to a slow start with Lamar on DraftKings because of some of the other stuff I was doing. So 5% is a big increase. Watson is the other guy you asked about. I have 8% Deshaun Watson on DraftKings and on Underdog, I am sitting on 8%. So I am like dead even to the field with Watson on both sites right now. Uh, Kyler will be fine. There's no Call of Duty release. <laughs> well, it was just reported that it is unlikely that he's going to be ready for week one and it's an ACL injury. And we're talking about a mobile quarterback on an ACL injury. He's not uh, just a pocket passer. So production wise, we're going to see that take a hit. If you want to hear some breakdown of that, I believe the last stealing bananas, Gretch brought up a great point about comparing him to Burrow. And obviously Burrow's not a mobile quarterback in the sense that Kyler Murray is, 
but just looking at his production on designed runs and stuff like that he does a great breakdown of the year he came off the injury the acl injury plus the year after like it was sliced in half essentially and it might be even more so for kyler so there still might be some production to be had there we'll see what he does towards the late part of the season i just don't love it i'm not a big kyler guy this year and i love kyler murray he's one of my favorite players to watch but i just i'm not in this year do we want to do the mahomes exposures <laughs> i mean if you guys want to hear that after we finish up this team i'll take some exposure questions before we spin the wheel we're going to be finishing this draft a little early so i can i can tell you the mahomes exposures or i can show them to you guys i can we can do some exposure stuff uh josh asked josh i'm gonna ask i'm gonna look at that question in a second we're just gonna be coming up on the clock here so i just kind of want to pay attention to this really quick i think what we're gonna do So I want to stack Howell with somebody. So we're going to get two guys that are a little off the board here. Since we're already taking risk, we're going to grab Logan Thomas as a third tight end. This is not a standard build that I normally do by any means. So we're going to stack Logan Thomas with Sam Howell. And then we're going to stack Michael Wilson with Kyler Murray. That is going to be the plan. Am I tipping my hand too early? Probably. But if someone wants to snipe me on Michael Wilson, have at it. <laughs> if we're going to do Michael Wilson snipes on stream... By all means, he's all yours. So we didn't get a lot of correlation in this. We did get some stacks. Um, we have Howell with Brian Robinson and Logan Thomas. A little bit different of a Sam Howell stack than I usually have, for sure. Oh, I can answer this question for sure. <laughs> so we are getting sniped on Michael Wilson. You got to be fucking kidding me. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. I mean, fine. We'll grab Greg Dorch. Whatever. <laughs> oh, the Michael Wilson snipe. Who knew? All right, let's go over this team. Actually, let me answer this question from Josh real quick. Josh asks, why do you think underdog doesn't make these small buy-ins bigger or have one already on standby when it fills? They're filling in like 72 hours and they don't have another for a week. So this is all on purpose. I haven't talked to anybody at underdog about this, but if you just like kind of follow what they do in the off season, they are releasing tournaments on a schedule to facilitate also filling BBM. So they want they don't want BBM to fill too early, but they don't want it to not fill. So what they do is they're sprinkling in tournaments throughout the year that are quote unquote snapshot tournaments where they want these tournaments to fill three days, four days, a week, one day based on the size. They're doing this on purpose, which I think is a brilliant strategy. I like snapshot tournaments. These are fun because as you enter them, now first round Nick Chubb, is first round Nick Chubb for that entire tournament. BBM's a whole different beast that you're maneuvering through four months or whatever, five months, whatever it is that we're drafting BBM teams where ADP is constantly changing. We went over it where Nick Chubb was going in the third round. I have a Justin Jefferson, Tony Pollard, Nick Chubb team. You're never getting that again, right? So you are at a bit of a disadvantage towards the end if that's something that's your that you're drafting against. So like, that's why they're doing the snapshot tournaments. It's to, it's to quell the BBM fill rate and to make sure that 
it does fill make sure they can get some other tournaments in give you some cheaper buy-in options i think underdog does it well i think that is their main goal maybe next year they do like a mini bbm like to have a bigger have a bigger tournament with a smaller buy-in that lasts longer but i think they like doing their snapshot tournaments and i and i agree i like those as well so our roster for this team is geno smith sam howell kyler murray Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins, James Cook, Brian Robinson, Jalen Warren. Wide receivers are Mike Williams, D.J. Moore, J.S.N., Zay Flowers, Alan Lazard, Rasheed Rice, Greg Dortch. Tight ends are Kelsey, Laporta, Logan Thomas. It is a rare three tight end build with Travis Kelsey, but we were looking to try to stack these quarterbacks. Again, I don't particularly love this team. This is not the way I prefer to draft, but it's nice to do uncomfortable things sometimes to just make sure you're doing some other stuff. Um, uh, Johnny, to each their own, man. I think we're still talking about ACL injuries where, yes, there was the Adrian Peterson year. He did this late in the season. He's not starting week one. I totally get the upside case. I'm not knocking that. I just... Dude, it's just not for me. He's just not a guy I'm drafting. So that's all for you guys. Um, do we want to look at some exposures? I hope you beat Eric in this drafter's draft, Ben, and uh, tell him I said suck it. There, Josh, so if you're drafting on DraftKings, there is a achievement list that gets you crowns. So depending on, there's a bunch of different achievements. It's like 167 achievements or something like that. So you can look through that. Um, what was the question? Do we want to look at, we can look at exposures. I'll do exposures for five or 10 minutes if people want to see them. I'm doing that. Not even 11 o'clock yet. I'm okay with doing that. How's that look? Can you guys see that? So we, I have it filtered to underdog. It's just on Best Ball Mania for now. Um, I want to keep it on Best Ball Mania because... Or we could do the underdog NFL 2023 season because the pre-draft Best Ball and pre-draft underdog... The pre-draft stuff really will throw the, the exposures for the current season on... Uh, Jesus Christ, say words. Maybe I shouldn't stream anymore. Um, let's look at Mahomes. It was asked. We'll look at it. So on underdog, we are only at 29% Mahomes right now and dropping after that last draft. Is it time to panic? Do we have enough Mahomes? Probably not. It's probably not a good thing. We probably need more than 29% Mahomes. On DraftKings. Let's look it up. 30% Mahomes. Whew. I guess we need to bump that exposure up on both. I'm not comfortable at under 35%. Makes me not feel great about things. That's another reason I don't have some of these guys, though. I'm taking Mahomes at a good rate. You see, I'm taking Hertz 17% on DK. I have Hertz. What do I have him on? Underdog. 16%. So, like, very consistent on both sides of what I'm doing with Hertz and Mahomes, where I'm trying to get a lot of them. So, we're we're taking a stand. It's a stand that I want to take and that I'm fine with. It should work out. We're building a massive team with Mahomes, and I have some ideas for that team that when we get to the end, I don't, I don't know if you guys are going to understand or not not you'll understand but like there might be some disagreements on the way i play that team and i have some ideas for it can't tip my hand right now but you'll see what i'm talking about in the next few picks as they come up i have not picked my ninth and tenth round picks just for clarity's sake we are still what are we um 10 picks away in the mastiff right now so I probably won't be picking again until tomorrow or something like that. 
But that draft's going real interesting. There's been some picks in between here that, you know, I don't think we're going to get what we want coming back, but it's going to get closer than we expected. What else do we want to look at for exposure? Do we just want to see our highest exposures? Because we can play that game. Oh, look at that. Look at that 0% on Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. Holy shit, 0% Michael Pittman. Didn't see that coming. Rashad Petty, 0%. James Conner, 0%. Michael Thomas, 0%. Michael Gallup, Jacoby Myers, Dalvin Cook, Jarek McKinnon, Kyler Murray. We just added one share to that. Daenerys Prince, we probably need to add some. Daenerys Prince. Kyron Williams. I thought we had more Kyron Williams. I probably have more on DraftKings, to be honest. Probably need more of that. Yeah, we have some 0%. Jimmy G, 0%. We do some zero percents. I am not scared to take stands. We can look at exposures on underdog. MVS at 46%. No shocker there. Rashad Bateman and Rasheed Rice both at 31%. Mahomes at 29%. Drake London and Kenneth Gainwell at 28%. Terry McLaurin, Jalen Warren at 24%. The one I am most shocked of is my Gerald Everett, 23% exposure. Because I don't do this on purpose. I don't have a strong lean on Everett. He just seems to make sense for a lot of the teams that I build. And I did not expect to have that much of it. So. Don is asking if the clock is faster than 30 seconds for the higher stakes. It is not. It is still a 30 second clock. So if you want to know what the actual advantage on the DK $100 three max entry is people sign up for it and it takes a bit to fill sometimes and you will see some auto drafters. Not all the time, but that is something that happens. So if you're looking for what the advantage is, that's what it is. All right. So we went to McLaurin, Jalen Warren at 24%. Jalen Warren was my highest drafted player for a long time because we were grabbing him when he was a lot cheaper. Devon A-Chain, 22%. A.J. Dillon, Chase Brown, 21%. A.J. Brown, Trey McBride at 20%. Dobbins at 19%. So we are seeing that I have some stands here, is what I would say. We can look at DraftKings. The list is going to be relatively similar. It's not going to be, wow, 0% Saquon on DraftKings. That's interesting. 0% Josh Allen doesn't shock me. What are we looking at? Yeah, the best ball melee. Actually, this is going to be way out of date because I have drafted almost 100 of these teams. I need to upload my, my rosters. So DK is a little out of date here, to be fair. All right, I think that's going to do it for the time being. Well, is it going to do it, though? Because we still have to spin a wheel. And I'm going to make sure I share that wheel this time. Let's pull up the wheel of names. This is going to be for the Kurt Warner autographed helmet that I'm giving away. Let me pull, let me grab it. As I break the computer, slam the helmet. Now it's a game worn as it as it slams into it. So we're giving away this Arizona Cardinals helmet that is signed by Mr. Kurt Warner with your letter of authenticity, picture of him signing it. Uh, it's a rad key certification, which is one of the best certs you can have in memorabilia as somebody that has memorabilia I have a decent amount have a lot more helmets coming in for myself that I'm going to be figuring out which ones I want to keep which ones I want to sell all that fun stuff anyways we have the board here 
So everyone that signed up in the giveaway section on Discord is in this. We have them ready to go here. We are going to spin this wheel. We are showing it this time. I fucked up last time and forgot to show it. But we are going to spin the wheel. And uh, good luck to everybody. As the wheel goes around and around and around, we are spinning it. Who is going to win this, Kurt Warner? And it is Josh Jenkins. You win the Kurt Warner autographed helmet. Make sure you shoot me a DM so I can send this out to you this week. Again, if you're close, maybe we can meet up. I'm not sure where you're located, but shoot me a message. We'll figure it all out. I'll get this helmet out to you. Congratulations again, Josh. Very excited to see, you know, most of the people on this list are active in the Discord. Very big into best ball, Josh. Josh does a lot on the Discord. Make sure you are interacting with him there. Congratulations, Josh, for winning this helmet. Uh, I will, again, get this out to you one way or another. But I will uh, give you a few days. I'm sure you'll be watching this at some point. So that is it. We did another Best Ball Mania. Not my favorite team that I've drafted. But it's nice to get a little uncomfortable sometimes until next Sunday. We have three left. We have three Sundays left of drafting. Let me know in the comments what you want to draft next Sunday. Do you want to draft a Best Ball Mania team? Do you want to draft a drafters team? Do you want to draft a DK team? Let me know. We'll get that ready. We'll get that going next Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Until next time. Those were some spicy takes. Want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at Spike Week? Why don't you press that subscribe button below? You turn notifications on. We draft a team. Boom. You know about it. We have another spicy take. Boom. You know about it. You can be there. You can draft with us. You want to stay up to date. That's how you do it. All right. We'll catch you later next time here at Spike Week.